0: All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Get busy in here, turn the radio off, and then you don't even realize that the show started. You feel naked without the sounder. 608-785-7914. I'm Rick Solem. If you want to get in here, I was reading about a police recruiting story, or lack thereof, that I was going to throw on the website here in a minute. And I was emailing Doug Happel, city council member and police and fire commission uh, president. I think he's the president, chief. I don't know. I don't know what we call him. But uh, I wanted to email him. So I was in the middle of this email and analyzing these stats that uh, about police recruiting, dwindling since George Floyd. And was like, man, this would be a good story to talk to Doug about. But not today. I'm going to have Heather Dryvold on. She's the Cooley Region Humane Society Executive Director. If you didn't listen yesterday, we did a little cat talk radio. We did. We also did school threat radio, which we've been doing a lot these past couple of days. But uh, yeah, some cat talk radio. As the City Council, I guess the City Committee, JNA Committee, is meeting tonight at six o'clock. And they're going to be discussing, uh, one of the agenda items is the idea of, uh, catch and release for cats. So you can read about it at wisdomnews.com, but I, I do have Heather Dryvold. I I talked to her like 30 minutes ago. So she's, and then she's going to head to the meeting. So just so you know, not a live interview, but I, uh. Had some questions for her, and she helped me answer some of those. And it's just something that I know we had a couple of people call in yesterday. Uh, I don't know if she convinced me, but but the way the uh, Humane Society and the way the city handles cats is a little bit different than what the city is trying to do now. And uh, we can listen to that and, and kind of comment on that after that interview plays here in a couple of minutes um but before that i was ha- <laughs> before we get to that i was having a discussion with peter Cramer or the badger project and he, first of all he's got a cool story i'm i'm seeing if i could put it on wisdom news just about uh, animal bridges you know wisconsin doesn't utilize these animal bridges like over highways and stuff like that and But but what we were actually having an important conversation on is who is the best Wisconsin Badgers basketball player of all time. Anyone got an opinion there? Because uh, Johnny Davis dropped 37 points last night. And if you don't know who Johnny Davis is, he's a Central High School graduate. He's a sophomore for the Badgers right now. And he's perhaps, perhaps, He's just propelled himself into the top player in college basketball, the top player in Division One men's college basketball. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to pretend to be a basketball aficionado or a college basketball aficionado. I, maybe NBA, but not college. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you anyone on any other team. But when you drop 37 points on the team that's been ranked three in the nation for multiple weeks now, the most the most weeks in a row that Purdue has been ranked uh, top five in the nation in its history. They haven't been that, that high for that long ever before. And then you drop 37 points on that team on the road at Purdue where the Badgers haven't run, won since 2014. Badgers haven't won in Purdue since 2014, and Johnny Davis scores 37 points. He scored 27 points in the second half, if I did the math right because I – was watching the game and looking at the box score. Box score, not great online. If you're at the game, they send you nice little updated box scores. (laughs) Sometimes uh, some colleges update these box scores where you get first half, second half, so you can kind of break down, hey, Johnny Davis, way better in the second half, wow. Um, But anyway, so I was having an argument with Peter Cameron at the Badger Project with who's the best Badger of all time. I'm not sure who it is. I, I would say Devin Harris, maybe. Michael Finley, not Bronson Koenig. Uh, Orlando Tucker has got to be maybe in the conversation. Frank Kaminsky, right? He was player of the year. The Badgers beat undefeated Kentucky that one year to get to the finals. Beat them in the final four, right? I was at a Bucks game when that happened. <laughs> the, where were you when this happened? I was at a Milwaukee Bucks game when Frank Kaminsky and the Badgers beat undefeated Kentucky to get to the finals the college basketball championship, and we all left the Bucks game because it was a blowout in the fourth quarter, walked to the top of the mezzanine, and watched the Badgers game on the TV screens. I should have just put the Badger game on the big screen inside the Bucs stadium. Probably rules against that, though. So anyway, oh, and then this stat from Johnny Davis last night, too. It's a very obscure stat. Very obscure, but if you know Tim Duncan, he is um, probably... It's hard to argue against this. He's probably the best power forward of all time in the NBA. He went to Wake Forest. In 1997, he did this. So this hasn't been done since Johnny Davis did it last night. Hadn't been done before that since 1997. But a very obscure stat. I can't even imagine how they even find a stat like this. Johnny Davis is the first Division One player to lead his team in all five categories. So points, rebounds, steals, assists, blocks, all that. On a road on the road to lead his okay, ready? To lead his team in all five categories in a road win over a top five opponent. So you gotta lead your team in all the stats. You gotta be on the road, and it's gotta be a team in the top five. So the Purdue was ranked third last night, not gonna be ranked third anymore. And the Badgers ranked twenty third, not gonna be ranked twenty third anymore. They're gonna move up. It'd be interesting to see how high they move up. Um, so that was really cool for lacrosse for anyone that was watching. It's it's something to take note of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead the show anytime Johnny Davis does something like this because it's special and it's, uh, this is what's happening in our town right now, so to speak, happening in Purdue, happening in Indiana. Right? But uh, I will say this too. I think so. We, we've had this conversation before. Uh, I've had it anyway. I haven't had it on the air. I haven't talked to anyone about the Badgers really. But um, Johnny Davis is going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. Whether he goes to the NBA, I don't know. I don't think he should at this point, even though he just dropped 37 points on a number three team in the nation on the road and doing something he hasn't done since Tim Duncan. He also set all kinds of career highs, rebounds, few goals made and attempted, free throws made and attempted, and he tied his career high blocks. I have all these numbers memorized because I do this every time he plays. I, just, I have to break down his stats. I don't think Johnny Davis goes to the NBA next year. I think maybe he comes back although it's going to be really hard. God, he's going to be a top 5 pick. Why wouldn't you go, right? But his brother plays for the Badgers. His twin brother Jordan Davis. Davis played 5 minutes last night. Davis played Jordan Davis played 28 minutes the other night and didn't do anything. Uh didn't record a stat or take a shot. It was kind of I don't even I should go back and look at that box score cuz maybe it was a mistake. But uh, I think Johnny Davis comes back next year. This is a weird thing to talk about as we project through this season already, going to next season. But we don't want to lose the lacrosse kid in, the, in Wisconsin, right? Unless the Bucks draft him. Uh, but I think, A, he comes back because Jordan Davis plays for the Badgers. Probably wants to play with his brother in a, in, in a real meaningful way. Because I think Jordan Davis will get better. And also, I don't think he's quite ready for the NBA. I mean, when he gets there, they'll get him ready but I don't think he's quite ready yet. So anyway, that's my Badger's take. I got to go. I got to get Brad doing the news. Uh, When we come back, Heather Dryvold, Cooley Region Humane Society on Cat Talk Radio. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. On the phone with me now is Heather Dreivold. She's the executive director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. She's been doing that nearly a decade, and we did Cat Talk Radio, Heather, yesterday, so I wanted to bring you in today. I wish... I wish you could have been a part of the conversation yesterday, but hey, there's a there's a city committee tonight uh, discussing an ordinance or amending an ordinance to uh, a city rules essentially regarding cats. Um, essentially, we want to catch and release cats. We want to, the city wants to be able to catch them, vaccinate them, spay or neuter them, uh, and then release them back to the wild. Is that something you guys already do?
1: That's not something we already do. And to be clear, what they're looking to do is looking at a very specific cat population. So they're looking at the feral cats. So these are the cats that are already living outdoors. They're already in our communities. Somebody in the community is already feeding them. Um, And we're not trying to add to that, but we're trying to mitigate the overpopulation that is coming from these people that are already having these cats live outside. And the feral cats are those that are non-traditional to your house cat. Um, They don't really like people interactions. They kind of live in the shadows, maybe sometimes into trouble out there and oftentimes it's because they are not spayed or neutered which adds a lot of extra hormones in their body so being able to alter them and vaccinate them and then put them back is the goal would be to add a healthier community of cats and reduce them from having kittens over and over and over again
0: okay yeah because yesterday i was i was like why if the cats that are quote-unquote community cats and in the in the ordinance they literally never write the word feral community cats that term is added 30 times so maybe that was the ordinance they're changing the word feral to community cats I don't know but uh, they never so it is just feral cats because in my head I was like well we kind of want to get the feral cats out of here and get the the quote-unquote nice cats that are kind of tame and maybe come up to your door I'm thinking like the you know the just the the. I don't know, the weird movies where, not weird, but the movies where you put a little bowl of milk out and these nice little cats that roam around the community come and you pet them for a while and then you're like, all right, I don't want you in the house, see you later.
1: Yeah, those aren't the cats we're looking to at or to put into the community. We are looking to get those come in as normal as they do right now as stray cats. Our goal would be to reunite them with their original owner and, um, When that's not possible, we would look at getting them into our foster program for maybe more socialization or um, getting them into our working cat program where somebody is taking on ownership of them, but maybe they're living in the barn and help with mouse patrol. Um, But not your your friendly kitties. We're still going to move forward with getting those into an adoption setting so that they can live indoors. And that will be the goal for the majority of cats that continue to come to us.
0: So at this point, the, what the city does with feral cats? If you and you guys catch a lot of feral cats, I've tried to catch feral cats. Can't do it. They're pretty hard to catch. You must have tricks, huh?
1: There's there's live traps out there, which are really the best way to catch them. Um, lots of times, when. Uh, Community member is feeding a lot of cats, and they have litters of kitten after litter of kitten. It gets overwhelming very quickly, and then they're putting those live traps out there. They're catching them, they're bringing them to us. Right currently, the city bans the ability to release them back um, into the environment in which they came from. So right now, those cats are getting the true feral cats are getting euthanized, and. There are tons of studies and a lot of statistics out there. Um, Alley Cat Allies is a really great website to go to. Friends of Ferals is another really great website to go to. What we're doing currently isn't working. We're just perpetuating the overbreeding and bringing in kitten after kitten after kitten.
0: Okay, because from what I read on the Alley Cat's website, you you remove a feral cat from an area and another one just moves into that area. Um, Yes. All right. So the and then, yeah, in my head, I was thinking if you guys get a cat for adoption, that's the quote unquote nice or whatever. um, After what, six weeks, you euthanize it because you have too many cats. But that's not the case at all.
1: That's not the case at all. Um, That may have been the case 20 years ago. At this point, if a cat is deemed adoptable, as long as its health and temperament remain in good standings, we will hold that cat for months and months. Um, sometimes we try to transfer them to other shelters that maybe are lower on the cat their cat population in hopes of them getting them adopted out faster. But once it's deemed adoptable, it's pretty well safe. We're not, we're not euthanizing adoptable animals at this time.
0: Okay. Um, Can we put a price tag on what the city wants to do and what it would cost? Would it cost uh, taxpayers more to do this catch and release program?
1: So, We did agree with the city that if they were able to implement this change, it would not cost the city or community members or any residents any additional funding. We have the ability to get several grants. We actually have one, if this passes, that will be secured by the end of the week. Um, So we have grants. We have some different community partners. The um, property owners that are overwhelmed—they're—they're they're willing to help. There is a another local nonprofit called Cooley Region Meow Mission. They're really big on helping, and they're going to help support this financially with us. And then there's another group called Heart to Heart Pet Lifeline, that also helps in different situations, and they will help fund this process as well. So really, it's going to come to the shelter. We're going to pay the bills, and we have all of these other folks willing to partner with us to make this workable without costing anyone else additional funds.
0: Awesome. Uh, we're talking with Heather, Heather Dreivold, the executive director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. So it doesn't cost any money um, or it won't, it shouldn't cost any more money. The, uh, how many feral cats c- can you estimate how many you catch a month or a week or?
1: Um, no, I'd have to pull those numbers. Uh,
0: We don't have
1: tons of feral cats, but I would say that citywide, there's between 50 and 100 on an annual basis, so it's not a giant number, but if we have the ability to just go in and help these folks get them spayed and neutered and vaccinated, you know, our goal then is to reduce those litters of kittens. So when a litter of kittens comes in, we don't deem them feral, we would deem them um, under social because they haven't been handled often. So then they go into our foster program, spend several weeks, sometimes months getting socialized, and then they go up for adoption. And the hope is, is that we can kind of cut that off so that there's not all of the babies coming in that need to utilize our
0: other programs. Okay. This is like, I don't know, dark talk here, but the just the idea that you, if you get a feral cat, how many you're bringing in, because then they are being euthanized. So it's hard to you know because that number would be the same then I would guess. any feral cats that you bring in the average number of feral cats you bring in is the average number of feral cats you would be euthanizing uh, on a and and the, do you, do you do that right away or do you is there a program or is there a some process to, to determine whether or not you can rehab a cat?
1: So there is a stray hold for all cats and dogs in the area. Um, Once the stray hold is passed, which is anywhere from four to seven days depending on the um, outcome of the animal, but once that is passed, then we're able to kind of move forward with different things, and we have different ways of finding out, you know, by trying to handle the cat in a safe manner. Um... And just by looking at them and looking at their behavior and how they eat and how they act, we can kind of tell if it's had any social interactions with people or if it hasn't. Okay. Some of the cats currently that we would maybe think maybe haven't had any social interaction, we are able to get into our working cat program. So I guess the number of ferals that come in doesn't necessarily equal the number of euthanasias. But most people who want working cats or living in their barn or their shop want them to be semi-friendly so that they don't have to worry about them getting into places that they wouldn't want them to be or
0: running away do we have to vaccinate the cats for all kinds of things, or is it just rabies? Is it a whole bunch of things?
1: Um, we would be doing the rabies and the distemper vaccination on everyone.
0: Okay, um, can can every can other people that have cats bring those in? Maybe there's outdoor cats that are nice that aren't feral, but if they catch them, can they? What sh- what should people do with those cats?
1: So you can definitely call us. We do take strays from within the Lacrosse County area um, always. So we can always take them. Animal control will often go pick them up, the stray cats, if they're within the city limits. Mm -hmm. They hold. We bring them in. They get vaccinated on intake to make sure that we're protecting them. And then we'd hold them for that stray hold. Once that stray hold is up, you know, the first step is getting them spayed or neutered. And then Looking for what are our options with those cats? Because are they said, going to be a foster placement, or they, do they need socialization? Do they need medical care?
0: Okay, because if we're taking feral cats off the street and doing all this stuff, I feel like there's probably some nice community cats, or is yes. is that not a thing? Just no, there is. Okay. There is.
1: and and we want them to come in, get vaccinated, get altered, and then we want to be able to get them adopted back out again. Again, our primary goal is going to be to keep cats in the home as long as we can. This is just another step to give us outcome for those who have not had positive outcomes in the past.
0: Yeah, because the way I'm looking at this is I, I live in a neighborhood. I have this cat that comes around, you know, maybe every day, and I feed it a little bit. It's really nice. I pet it for five minutes, and then I let it go on its way. But it's also not spare neutered. So it's going to, you know, so if you're doing this with feral cats, but I don't want to pay you guys to get it spare neutered because I'm cheap and, you know, but that's the whole problem is these cats are reproducing, right?
1: Yes, and if it's not your cat, you don't have to. I mean, yeah. and if it's nice that you are able to pet it, it would be suitable for a home environment, or at, if not a home environment, definitely a working cat. Oh, placement.
0: but Heather, I'm selfish. I want it to come back to my community so I can see it once a day for five minutes, and then let it go sit out in the cold all day. Uh, so you know what I mean? <laughs> like I want you to come. I was going to
1: say we we would get we do give finders first option to adopt if that's an yeah. interest.
0: Well, I guess I'd adopt it and then put it back outside, <laughs> but um, should, and, and I guess, you know, I know the Humane Society uh, the, of the United States is for this program. Um, and then, you know, I, I've read, I've read some stats. There's like 30 to 40 million or even 80 million. I saw fair uh, uh, wild cats or outdoor cats out there, the, but the idea here, I know you're trying to, you're, we're trying to prevent cats from reproducing that are outside, but really, we need to we need to not have cats outside, right? If people have cats, they need to keep them in, indoors?
1: I mean, yes, that is ideal. As we know, there's no community that doesn't have cats outdoors. I mean, they get out, they get loose, um, and when they're born outside, then they're too afraid to come to people, and I've just never seen a community where there are no stray cats at all. I don't know that that exists.
0: Yeah. Um, because on the flip side of this uh, it's it's great that we're we're going to keep the cat population down by doing this but cats in the wild are destroying the wild right birds I think the bird population uh, really is harmed by uh, the number of cats outside do you have any opinion on on that
1: I mean I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen because I'm sure that it does but the real threat to the bird population is Is humans. I mean, if you look at some of the statistics, they are, and the reason the birds are entering into wildlife rehabilitation centers are um, collisions with the windows, hit by car, um, babies falling from nests, or pesticides is another big one. So it's really the people interfering with wildlife that is the biggest decline in the birds
0: all right heather drive saying no more driving cars we're hitting too many birds that's what you just said then. no i'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> no no no
0: <laughs> no all right heather i really appreciate you you coming on and you're going to be part of the committee meeting tonight if people have more questions yes okay i will be at the meeting are you quote unquote zooming in essentially or are you going to be down there
1: I'm going to be down there in person.
0: Okay, awesome. All right, well, Heather, I really appreciate you, you stopping in before you head to that meeting. Thank you. All right, bye bye. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. Just got done playing that interview with Heather Drival, the Lacrosse. Is it Lacrosse? No, Cooley Region Humane Society. She's been doing that. She's the executive director there. Been doing that for about 10 years. Uh, It was recorded, so it wasn't hard to, It it couldn't couldn't bring up your text questions uh, during the interview. Uh, She's pretty busy and headed to that committee meeting. That committee meeting's at 6 o'clock, by the way. If you go to wisdomnews.com, I want to check to make sure. So it's not the Johnny Davis story that's front and center on wisdomnews.com, but the next one. Look for the cat. There's a story there, kind of breaks down some of the conversation I had yesterday with Chris Woodard. And Chris Woodard's the sponsor of, I guess, if you want to call it a bill or an amendment to, a, to an ordinance, however you want to describe that. Uh, and he came on yesterday, last minute. Just He came on last minute because I'm like, wow, I really should talk about this. Chris, I just texted him and he was willing to come on. It was great. I really appreciate that. Uh, so I wrote a little story. But in there is how you can participate in the meeting. But I think if you email at this point, it might be too late. I'm not exactly sure if you email the city clerk at 20 minutes before the meeting if you're going to get in, and also um, if you're going to go to the Southside Neighborhood Center. I got a map on there. You can go online and do it. I don't know. I don't know about public commenting uh, at this point. I don't know how how close to the deadline of 6 p.m. Because if you go to the Southside Community Neighborhood Center, you have to get there early and sign in and say, "Hey, you want to comment?" So, as a member of the public. But anyway, uh, I wanted to bring on a couple of people. Eric's waiting. Another caller's wait. Uh, caller, who's this?
1: Yeah, this is Jeff.
0: Hey, Rick. Je- hey, Jeff, go ahead. You're on the air now. Go ahead.
1: Okay, I just wanted to, in reference to the to the Cooley Region Humane Society. I urge everyone to go and make a donation to the Cooley Region Humane
0: Society in memory of America's favorite grandma, Betty White. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I think everybody
1: else should. Uh, She gave us a lot of laughs, and that's great.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Uh, In honor of Betty White. Donate to the Humane Society. Uh, Eric from Sparta has been waiting. Eric, thanks a lot for waiting. Go ahead, you're on.
1: I must say congratulations to Giant Davis. He's a really really good thing, you know. But uh, should you be be more concerned about the Milwaukee or the Minnesota Vikings? That's your that's your they're your
0: hometown boys, right? Well, I'm I from. Know, I know you hate Aaron Rodgers. I know <laughs> that, but but uh... well, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Eric, I'm from Appleton, so I grew up going to Lambeau all the time.
1: Well, okay. Let me tell you. Well, I thought you're from uh, Minnesota somewhere.
0: No, I live in Minnesota now, but I'm from I'm from basically Green Bay.
1: Your mom and daddy still live over there. Yep. Oh, well, uh, thank you so much. Uh, the number one thing I want to say is I hope number three is okay. He's doing a test today for COVID, and I hope he's okay. Thank you very much, Rick. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. I didn't know that. Okay. Well. Good luck, number three. Uh, if you're, I think it'll be two, three days before you get the answer to that test, or longer based on uh, the amount of testing. I know Mayo put something out today. It said they're due, they did more testing this week than they've ever done before, uh, or last week, I should say. The busiest week of the COVID-19 pandemic across all of Mayo Clinic Health Systems in Southwest Wisconsin, busiest in testing, 12% increase in testing across their Southwest Wisconsin places. Uh, 480 patients were seen for COVID-19 testing in La Crosse, uh, double the normal capacity, at their 10th and Market Streets uh, locations, those numbers increased January 3rd, the first day of testing for 2022. Um, yeah, it's getting to the point now where with Omicron and how, it's just it seems way more contagious. It'll probably be something I address next week with uh, probably get maybe get someone with Mayo on here. Um, but yeah, well, I didn't know number three was getting tested, so hopefully uh, that turns out all right. If you want to get a test, just I, if you just tr- Google like. Lacrosse County Health Department testing. It'll take you to the COVID nineteen page, and then on the left side is testing. And I I, I signed up for a, an at home kit the other day. Minnesota gives them out for free. Wisconsin gives them out for free, and they just come in the mail. It hasn't come yet. I signed up for it late last week, but uh, and then you just it's it's a little different. You you take the test in front of a Zoom camera or on on in front of a camera. Uh, so that they can you know so that and then you seal it up so that you, they know it's legit I guess people are fake testing but and and so you know how to do it so you, if you're gonna do an at- home test it sounds this way anyway the free at home test it sounds like you you got to have an internet and and kind of be able to navigate you get to use your phone too I suppose uh, just navigate but there's all kinds of directions I haven't gotten it yet so I can't really break it down for you yet um anyway so yeah, the get, getting back to Cat Talk Radio, uh, it is. It, we, I I did ask Heather after the fact, like where 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 and why did this come up? And she wasn't exactly sure. Chris Wooder, maybe Chris Wooder just heard from some of his constituents in the city in the in his district, and or maybe he loves cats. It didn't sound like he had any neighborhood cats, but some of the text here and the, and the idea here with the um, um, amendment uh, of the resolution, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's going through committee today in 18 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to, the, the city, f- with, from what Heather described, the city right now, if a cat is brought to the Coulee Region Humane Society, a feral cat, if they catch one in the city limits, I would assume, uh, they're putting, the, after a certain period of time, did she say, I guess I, I zoned out, did she say how many, how long they'll keep a feral cat? Because they can kind of tell it's feral, right? Like, it's just not nice. Uh, they keep it for a certain period of time, and then they just put it down. They, they euthanize it, which sounds awful, right? Just pff, terrible. Um, but what, they, what the city wants to do here through committee on this amendment is we're not, when the Cooley region gets there, the animal control gets a feral cat. I'll just call them crazy cats, right? When it gets one of these wild cats, uh, instead of putting it down, they're going to vaccinate it. They're going to spay or neuter it. I guess Heather was calling it alternate it. You know, so it can't reproduce and then take it back to where they found it, I guess. And she said that's going to cost them a little bit more time and effort and money. But the money won't cost taxpayers. They're going to get grants to be able to do this. So where do you get the grants, right? Um, So, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting some texts here. Phil says no on this Humane Society for Community Cats. Uh, He texts in, and I don't know if there's a fact. Sometimes we read these texts like they're facts, but... Um, uh, he texts this earlier too, uh, in 2021, community cats killed 2.4 billion songbirds in America. I'd rather have a bird than a cat in my backyard. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's a Johnny Davis. I'm getting uh, uh feral doesn't mean someone is feeding them. That's from Daniel or Danielle, Daniel. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. I think it's Daniel, a guy's name as opposed to Danielle. Cause Danielle would be L L E at the end um yeah feral doesn't mean somebody's feeding them because in your head right you think community cats because this is the this is the amendment it's just it's putting community cats in here uh what is a community cat and the idea if you get a community cat but heather told us it's feral cats so this is one of them things where do you remember a couple years ago the city of lacrosse wanted to do a tourism tax do you remember that And if you read the thing on the referendum, the tourism tax sounded awesome. Oh, these tourists are going to come in and we're going to give them an extra, what was it, a 0.1% tax, like a penny on a dollar or something, or 10, I don't remember. It was a 1.01% or 0.1% additional tax uh, for tourists, right? But then when you just looked at all the things that it included, it was just an additional tax. And it was going to, and I can't even remember... Exactly. was it gonna fund was it gonna fund our roads and whatnot? Was that what it was gonna do? I don't even remember. But the wording was so sketchy, not sketchy, but it was it was written in a way where if you were gonna vote on the thing, you would be like, Yeah, this sounds great. We're gonna you know, all those outsiders that come in from Illinois and Madison and Milwaukee and Minneapolis that come to visit lacrosse we're going to add, you know, and they want to buy stuff, that'll be, that, they'll be taxed. But no, it's just the tax on everybody that buys everything in the community. Should have been called a community tax. Would you vote for something that call, was called the community cat tax? Because now we're in, we're doing this thing on, uh, at the committee tonight. It's called community cats. We want community cats, these fuzzy little, you know, little kittens that are, uh, running around our backyards and, and they come up and, meow at your patio door and they're so cute and you step out your patio door and the cats like scurry up to your feet and and do the whole crisscross between your legs and just meow look up at you and then you give them a little warm bowl of milk maybe a a scoop of tuna out of your you know from the little can of tuna and you pet them and they eat and they're meowing and they're purring and then maybe they purr and you sit down with them in your lap outside on the deck For a couple minutes and then you you, you say, see you later. See you later, little kitty. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll come get your warm bowl of milk tomorrow. Community cats, right? Well, what Heather just told us is these cats are feral. (laughs) They're feral cats. They're crazy cats. They're not coming up to your patio door and meowing. In fact, Eric from Sparta said this yesterday. He has some of these cats and it's fine. He feeds his cats that that are out in his backyard and, and they're nice enough to eat your food that you give them. But he said he's gotten bitten by these cats a couple of times. These cats are crazy. If we called it crazy cats and we put that on the city ordinance or tried to amend uh, some city ordinance to allow crazy cats, the Cooley Region Humane Society will, will trap crazy cats, vaccinate them, immunize them, Bay them, neuter them, and then put them back in your neighborhood so that your crazy cats can roam around free. <laughs> Nobody's voting for that. So the wording on this stuff is always, oh, let's just do, let's call them community cats. It sounds so much more cuddly. I want to vote for community cats. Why would I want? Why would I want the community cats caught by the humane society to be euthanized? So the humane society is going to take these cuddly little cats and kill them? That's what they're going to do. They're just going to kill these cats. Unbelievable. I don't want the Humane Society to kill these little cuddly cats that purr between my legs and rub up against me and, and drink my warm little bowl of milk every day before I shoo them away in negative five degrees temperatures. It's not what's happening. Uh, go back to the phones. No, nope, we won't. Okay. Oh, I can't wait four seconds. Maybe the phone line broke there. I don't know what happened. Call me back. Um so yeah just uh, the wording is funny I even put that in the story the word feral isn't in the the word feral isn't in the ordinance at all so it's a little bit off especially when the C- Cooley Region Humane Society director comes on and says yeah we're just we're taking feral cats and and keeping them from reproducing and then putting them back out in the city because otherwise right what we do now is take these crazy feral cats and euthanize them and she's for it. She, they want to do this. I don't, I don't, and, and whether or not they, uh, it's better for, I, I, it's debatable what's better. Because if you go to the Alley, Cats, Alley Cat Allies website, it says, hey, this is better. Because if you take that cat out of that neighborhood, that feral cat out of that neighborhood, another one's just going to move in there and eat all the resources. It says the resources. All right. We'll go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? To Steve from the north side. Hey, Steve, go ahead, man.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering, She, you know, it started off where she was saying community cats, and then you had to pry out of her feral cats and, and all this stuff. And then their test on determining what kind of cat was what, whether it's friendly or not. You know they're not going to kill those cats, and they're just going to turn them loose. At least they're not breeding, but I just don't understand the end game if they, if she said adopt them. Well, what happens if they don't adopt them?
0: Well, what the city does now, what the city does now is, if the cat is feral, they euthanize it after not very. I'm guessing in not very long period of time. So, if it's a feral cat, the Cooley Region Humane Society decides it's a feral cat, they euthanize it. It's dead. So, what they wanna, what the city ordinance is trying to change is, instead of euthanizing these feral cats, we immunize them, we spay and neuter them, and put them back where we found them in the city of Lacrosse. Does that make sense. They're still digging in everybody's they're still digging in everybody's garbage and whatnot. Yeah, they're 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 picking up garbage. They're helping clean so. up. <laughs> they're eating. You know, you well, could you could make an argument. I mean, I read the Alley Cat website. It said, yeah, they're 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 cleaning up. So if you throw a piece of garbage on the ground, they're going to come eat that. They're going to kill all the mice, right? They're going to get rid of the mice for you. Uh but they never but beyond that, they never go beyond that. So like, yeah, they're just basically uh they're like possums. <laughs>
1: and then the other thing is uh, friends that live out in the country say there's been a lot more cats like, getting dropped off. You know, just people just taking these cats out, and dropping them off in the country because they've been showing up at people's houses and, and stuff where they, you know, they've never seen a cat before. So
0: some of that must be happening, too. Yeah, I even had, thanks for the comment. I even had someone yesterday say that they live up on the north side as well. Maybe that was you. Was that you? Uh, That there's been dogs that have been dropped off, so uh, you know this isn't probably anything new. But yeah, the idea here, uh, uh, Phil texts in: feral cats are weeds. Who grieves when a weed is pulled? Um, I mean, it's awful. Like the, the idea we're just euthanizing, you know, cats because they just never grew up with people. But cats are essentially, like Phil says, a weed are basically an invasive species. They shouldn't be outside. Uh, you put them outside. They're gonna. You, I mean, you you think it's cute, right? Like, oh look, the little cat brought me a bird. It brought me a bird. It's trying to teach me to hunt. I mean, that's gross. It brought the bird inside the house. I let it out for an hour and it killed this bird. And it's trying to 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 feed me. It's being my my mama. It's real cute. <laughs> Except they killed a bird. It's not supposed to be out there. Uh, I gotta take a break. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914. I mean Cat Talk PM. Lacrosse Cat Talk PM? Talk cat PM? 608 785 7914. A couple minutes left here. Uh, the committee meeting starts in six minutes. If you want to get in and see how how is this vote gonna go? I feel like they're just gonna go, we'll put it off. We'll put it off for a month. Heather's gonna be there. Heather Drival, Lacrosse or Cooley Region Humane Society to answer any questions about this ordinance or a, a amendment to an ordinance allowing for community cats or free roaming cats, uh, feral cats, it's feral cats, people. <laughs> Heather even said it. And I don't, I know the caller right before said I had to pry that out of her. I don't, I didn't have to pry that out of her. She came right out and said that I emailed her earlier in the day and she really was busy. So she came on, with me uh, last minute as well, because uh, I will just say yesterday I sent a whole bunch of emails out, and they all ended up in my draft box because I didn't have the internet or something, so it's pretty annoyed when I looked at my sent items and none of my emails were there, emailing senators, and I had a bird expert I wanted from Georgetown I had emailed there's written a whole bunch of stuff on this. Uh, cats in the wild. Uh, if I get them, I'm, I'm going to have them on next week. <laughs> so, uh, the the idea here that cats in the wild are detriment on th- the rest of the wildlife. Although number three called yesterday and said his fox in the neighborhood kills the cats. I don't know how that works. I guess a fox would be greater than a cat. I think the fox would win that. Um, I don't know though. Cats just climb a tree. Can a fox climb a tree? I feel like it probably isn't a great climber. Um, but yeah. Back to Johnny Davis. I'm also arguing about whether or not Johnny Davis is going to go to the NBA next year. He would get a million million like a six million dollar a year, four year contract if he does. I would say he's probably will be a top five pick, but I will say he's coming back next year. I'm already skipping the rest of the Badger season this year, but he's going to come back and he's going to play with his brother who will be a more prominent have a more prominent role next year. That's my prediction.